Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azemi. I hope that everyone is doing well and staying safe during this COVID pandemic. For the Australian listeners listening out there, we have been working very hard to launch CPD Junkie, Australia's most comprehensive CPD directory. During this COVID pandemic and the resultant shutdowns, the community has responded with a huge increase in webinar offerings. If you want to stay on top of these webinars available to you and see what's available out there, head over to www.cpdjunkie.com.au to check out all the online and webinar options available. Again, that's cpdjunkie.com.au. In this week's episode, I sat down with Dr. Ricky Hamami and Dr. Ziad Hamad. I met these guys when they were first-year dental students at Melbourne Dental School. I met these guys when they were first-year dental students at Melbourne Dental School, and it has been awesome now to see them as fresh grads and newbie dentists. Ricky and Ziad are from Canada, and after completing their studies in Melbourne, they have moved back to Toronto, where they are now both practicing in private practice. I connected with these guys during dental school due to our shared passion for entrepreneurship, and these guys have taken things to another level. During dental school, they launched a Dentist2Be, an online platform designed to help dental students study for and crush the Canadian board exams. In this interview, we talk about their journey into and through dental school, their plans for Dentist2Be, as well as upcoming collaboration between myself and them for the podcast miniseries. Ricky, Ziad, and I have been talking, and I am beyond thrilled to have them collaborating with me and the Newbie Dentist podcast. Ricky and Ziad will be launching their own podcast series called Mastering Dentistry. This podcast series will be running in the same thread as the Newbie Dentist podcast, so you can access these episodes everywhere you are currently accessing the Newbie Dentist podcast. The Mastering Dentistry series will offer a fresh perspective from two young and ambitious new grads, and I'm super excited to hear these episodes. So keep an eye out and an ear out for the Mastering Dentistry podcast series coming out in the next few weeks. This collaboration is hopefully the start of something much bigger. As always, it's our main collective goal to contribute to the dental community, and this is what we're, what we're hoping to do with these collaborations. This week's episode is brought to you by Aviclar Vivident. Avaclar Vivident is one of the world's leading and most innovative dental companies, offering a comprehensive range of products and systems that provide you with new opportunities in dentistry, for even more aesthetic and efficient results and better dental care for patients. Making people smile is what they do. To find out more, visit www.ivaclarvivident.com.au. Again, that's ivaclarvivident.com.au for a comprehensive listing of their products, services, and education courses available. Without further delay, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Dr. Ricky and Dr. Ziad. Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. Your host, Dr. Omid Azami. So I'm really excited to be joined today by Dr. Ziad and Dr. Ricky, two guys that went to Melbourne Dental School and graduated a few years after I did. 
I got the, I had the pleasure of getting to know both these guys uh, decently well throughout the few years that we were there. I think I was probably in third year, if I'm not mistaken, when you guys uh, start up in first year. And we had a bit of overlap with, you know, both being Canadian and, and just kind of seeing you guys around the dental school. And also connected over being like entrepreneurial, which was uh, something that we kind of have had yeah. some chats about over the years as well. So uh, Ricky and Zia, thanks for, for coming on today. Thanks so much, Omid. Thanks for having us. How we normally start these things is, uh, you know, a bit of the origin story. So I guess I'll, I'll throw it to <laughs> Zia first and ask you, you know, your, a bit of your story, like why you chose to get into dentistry in the first place. And then uh, we'll go to Ricky and then we'll go from there. Origin story. So, but myself, I never really wanted to do dentistry. So both my parents were, uh, they're both physicians and um, throughout my whole life growing up, I always wanted to be um, a doctor myself, a physician, a yeah. surgeon specifically. My, my dad is an anesthesiologist, but I never knew what it, what it took yeah. <laughs> um, up until I was in university. Um, so... I had a change of heart uh, early in university. I started doing quite a bit of volunteering. I volunteered at, oh man, um, optometry, uh, research. I really liked immunology. Um, I specialized in that in undergrad, but uh, I never really found my passion. And that was in um, late of third year university, where I was like, you know what? Let's just try dentistry. Uh, so I just put it on Google uh, Maps and it was like dentist nearby. I just kept on going to different dentist offices. And one of them uh, took me in and he ended up being Egyptian as myself as well, which is by absolute luck. And uh, so we, we, we bonded and we talked and uh, uh, he took me in for a couple of weeks. I shouted, I was like, that's, uh, that's it for me. So that's when I decided that that was uh, my passion. So yeah. Dentistry. What about you, Ricky? Yeah, so I guess kind of similar to Z, um, I went into university to a biomed degree. I think most of us kind of did that. I uh, didn't really have a clear path. Partied quite a bit in first year, so that's, <laughs> that obviously didn't help. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I kind of volunteered, did, did a bit of, I was interested in physio, volunteered at the hospital. Uh, it was a lot of knee and hip replacements with the elderly, and that just yeah. kind of threw me off. Um, was interested in that. I, I didn't get the full school scope of physiotherapy though that's one regret I guess yeah and I don't really have any family members like close family members I guess in dentistry so my dad's a pilot my mom's in business my brother has a car dealership and my brother's other brothers in finance yeah um, but luckily I had a cousin who had just kind of graduated dental school um, and so I kind of started shadowing him uh, I had my brother's friends who were also dentists as well uh, shadowed them as well and kind of took off from there I just got really interested in it and I think seeing um, I think it's important for anyone that's shadowing to see different practices and different yeah. um, dentists or doctors or whatever it may be because everyone does things quite a bit different mm. um, and I think that exposes you to a lot more and gives you a better foundation of what the profession might lead to I guess and I say yeah. And it's interesting. Obviously, we, we come from different backgrounds and different undergrad kind of stories and journeys. And a lot of us kind of ended up, I mean, all three of us and definitely a lot more of us ended up in Australia. So how was that uh, decision-making process for you guys to to go down? Obviously, uh, Canada, as, as most of the Canadian listeners might attest to, is quite competitive to get into these like, you know, post-grad programs and things. So uh, a lot of Canadians do go down to the U.S. and, you know, to Europe and to Australia and things for dental school. What was that decision process like for you guys in terms of like leaving family, the costs associated, and just like the, I guess, the unknown of 
getting back into Canada afterwards to practice? I know with the reciprocal agreement and stuff that helped a lot, obviously, but tell me about your decision-making process. So I think like, like for most of us, uh, it was, um, it was either the States or, um, Australia, I mean, New Zealand as well, but, uh, quite a few of us had had offers in the in the states um but we just decided to end up in australia uh well one australia is beautiful so <laughs> like as we all as we all know yeah. and um yeah it was just like it was one of those like right like a uh, decision it is substantially cheaper as well than than the states in terms of uh schooling um it's a great school ranked very highly so for me it was yeah that's that's that was it yeah, uh, very similar to Z as well. So I applied to American schools, um, Australian schools as well. I got into a few American schools, um, but uh, just the cost difference, the currency exchange made yeah. uh, American schools a lot more expensive. And uh, for me, when I was going into dental school, I had the idea that there was no chance I was specializing. Mm-hmm. And Going to Australia, it's a, a lot harder to specialize for coming sure. back from there than, than going to an American dental school. Um, that's something that I kind of look back on and it might have changed my decision if I, if I were to go back. Yeah. Because um, I just had this mentality that I was never going to specialize. But now that I think about it, it could have been a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's still a possibility, but it's just a lot more difficult. Um, but I, I absolutely loved Melbourne. Um, the school was amazing. It was clinically driven. Yeah. So we were very lucky in that sense. Um, Absolutely. And just being yeah. there right in the middle of the city, good weather. I think the other thing that factored in, it's, it was kind of nearsighted at the time, but you got to start school six months earlier than yeah. as opposed to going to yeah. the States. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's six <laughs> months of income <laughs> that I could be making later and on. And then COVID hits. But it, yeah. in the, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in the long t- in the long term of things, it was uh, it was just something that, yeah, <laughs> shouldn't have based a decision off that. But yeah, I, I still don't regret my decision. It was amazing. Yeah, so absolutely yeah. no no regrets whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely I agree with you guys as well. The same sentiment. It, it was a good program. It was a good life experience as well. Coming over here and like living in Australia yeah. for you know X amount of years. I'm still here, so. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy living here. The lifestyle is quite nice. The weather is quite nice. And, you know, work prospects and stuff are pretty pretty similar in terms of what Canada was like in terms of saturation and all that. But I think you can have a you know, pretty comfortable lifestyle uh, wherever you live with dentistry, which is more of the, the good things with it. So you guys graduated now. I guess it would have been December. By the time you got licensed and stuff like January, February. kind of. So when did you start actually working? So we started, me and Ricky, were, we got our license um pretty quick that being said that was in mid-february right yeah, yeah. About, about about mid-february uh but we did graduate december to uh, 2019 yeah yeah and how's how's the few months of a few weeks of work you got in before all this stuff hit it was it was going well it was getting pretty excited getting busy yeah um it's uh, i guess when you first graduate you don't realize that it's going to be a bit slower when you start mm-hmm. And you're just Definitely. ready to yeah. kind of go, go, go. And it kind of hits you that it's going to start out a little bit slower. But we were we were talking about it. We were both hitting good strides and kind of getting quite Definitely. busy books yeah. as well. But yeah, things happen. <laughs> yeah. How was, the, how was the comfort level? I remember my first like couple of weeks of work. Uh, it was very stressful. Like every, every procedure was like super stressful. Yeah, you come home at the end of the day, you're like thinking about like that feeling you did or whatever you did. 
and yeah. like nothing seems to yeah. be like super smooth at the start. So how did you guys find the first couple of weeks of work? Uh, <laughs> I had um, I had an interesting first day. Um, so I started out at a it's a corp kind of a mini corp office. Um, first uh, it was like the second patient I think. Uh, simple ex- no, not wasn't really a simple extraction actually. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but yeah, it was an extraction on a meal. Um, to be honest, I hadn't, I had done one surgical extraction at uni. Yeah. I just didn't get, I just didn't, wasn't lucky, I guess, in that sense. Um, so I'm starting the surgical, uh, trying to kind of pretend, pretend to know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, so we finally get everything out. Um, and this, this gentleman just is like, oh, I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, okay, we'll sit you up. And the guy just completely passes out. <laughs> so that was my that was my second patient. That was yeah. that was interesting. It was okay though. It was it was just syncope. And then he told me that he's had it before yeah. at the um, dental office. So I was like, yeah. it would have been nice if you had told me before yeah. when we asked you. What uh, what tooth did you take out? It was a three six. Okay, nice. three six. I we had to certainly nice. extract. It was luckily like I had just taken the last bit of a root out. Yeah, and that's when he was like, "I'm not feeling well." I'm like, okay. "Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting." It was really interesting. Here you go. Yeah. What about you? Z? What was your first like first day? Or um, my first uh, like actual actual case was uh, first time I've held a handpiece in. You know, I mean, you think a long time because yeah. the clinical sessions were ended in October. Yeah. So. First time holding a handpiece, it was um, it was a hot pulp, um, irreversible pulpitis, um, and I had to extirpate through a zirconia crown. Oh my god! Not a non anatomical zirconia crown. Um, so <laughs> that's brave, so that man. Was, <laughs> so that was like, yeah, I was like, was, I, had, I had to explain like all the options, you know, yeah. and. Um, the patient's dentist wasn't uh, like she wasn't even a patient of the clinic, and mm. um, her dentist uh, was closed, and um, everything like you know went fine. You know, even found a second palatal canal there, and uh, that was pretty cool. So mm. it went fine, but uh, was as, as you can imagine for not holding a handpiece for that many months, it was. Let's jump it. It was a bit. Uh, it was a bit stressful, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah, my, I remember my, my first patient first day, a similar story, I guess, because it's been like three, four like months but, uh, since you've like last seen a patient, uh, comes in and she's like, oh, I'm retiring in like three weeks. I need this like crown done before I retire so I can use my benefits. And it was like a two seven crown. I was like, oh my goodness, like first patient. <laughs> so like, I'm like, my hands are like shaking, I like prep it. I, uh, it looked terrible. So I, I took an impression, like sent it off to the lab and I called the lab that night. I was like, hey, like, is this workable? Like, can you make something for this that'll actually last? And he's right. like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like, so anyways, I, I called him back the next day. I'm like, no, I don't believe you. Like I need to come see this. So I drove to the lab and he showed me the prep and like the stone die. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, oh, that's like, awesome. So stressful, man. Nice. <laughs> so who, awesome. I, I doubt that crown is in there still like three years. Well, has she come back? Oh, you're you're in Australia now, so you don't know. Ge- if oh, geographic she- success. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you keep moving, yeah, hundred percent success rate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's great. So, I mean, you guys did a lot during dental school as well with uh, you know side projects and stuff. I know. Don't want to plug things too much, but I think it's cool because I, I myself have like want to like do a lot of these things on the side and have these like side projects. So obviously with the Canadian board exams and stuff, we're, we're studying abroad where, which means like the curriculum is not necessarily 
tailored to it. They don't really allocate times and stuff yeah. for it. How did you guys find like studying for the exam and what made you think like be useful to have like other resources there? Like, as you mentioned, like the, the curriculum that we have is, is slightly, I mean, it hits like all the major points, but there are a few things that um, are not as heavily stressed upon. So for us, for me and Ricky, pretty much it was, uh, was mainly through the exam bank. That's what, yeah. that's, that's where we, that's where we learned. And that's where we also saw the need, right? That's why like we were, we were sitting together this one time and we we're like, you know what? Uh, we started early. We started like in second year. They were like, <laughs> they're like, you know what? And uh, speaking of resources, Omed, you were a major help. You're yeah. for for everyone listening. Um, Omed is like uh, a brand household name in <laughs> in <laughs> at the Unimel. He's, um, he's, he's a Melbourne a, plug. He's, <laughs> he's a Melbourne he's plug. A, people people come up to you and they're like, oh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's been awesome. He's like he's helped so many uh, people with uh, his resources. Uh, he's got amazing notes, and uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's been incredible. But yeah, it was just mainly through the uh, the, the like the exam bank, and um, that's where we found out um, built a strategy, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, thanks. First of all, um, you know, that's why I figured I, I got a lot of help from like this, the guys that are like more senior to me, obviously, I like, asked them questions and things like that. And there wasn't really like any like formal kind of guidance. So I reached out to one of my friends in Canada, uh, Ian Chang, who was like a, he was doing a residency at, at Sunnybrook when I did like an elective there during between third and fourth year. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, he went to University of Saskatchewan, if I'm not mistaken. So he sent me like a similar document to what I put together for like you guys and yeah. sent to you guys. And uh, when I was the first time I'd seen some sort of like structure of like, okay, study this, study this. Yeah. And I found it like really useful. And obviously I didn't want to just like take his thing and give it to you guys. Right. So I figured I'd just like make a similar version of it and kind of pass right. it around. So I hope it's, I know it's been a few years removed now, so I'm sure there's like other people who've done better versions of it and things, but it was, it was, it's, still it was nice. it's still yeah, going. It's still going. It's going around. Uh-huh. It's, it's still going. <laughs> so it's, at least it's, it's nice to kind of like, you know, give back in that sense of the word. And yeah, no, it's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. You, you have no idea how many people know you without knowing you. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you know, this, the embarrassing part is cause I, I looked back after like a couple years later and, uh, in the, you know, the, the PDF of the question bank that you get, right? It's like yeah. 300 pages. Yeah. Um, when I study as well, I tend to like be a little bit like uh, dyslexic or like Tourette's, I guess. I just be like cursing, like in my notes. I'm like, oh, it's the like, <laughs> same bullshit question. Like, like, yeah. I don't know oh, what's yeah. in there. Like, I'm sure there's been a few like, loose ones in oh, there. Like, I've, been, I've been through it a couple of times. I, um, <laughs> I enjoy them. Let me tell you, it's, uh, they're funny. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I should have vetted that a little bit better before I yeah. published it to like a bunch of people. But yeah, that's all right. That's all right. No, it's all right. It's true feelings. People are probably saying the same thing when they're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what's um, yeah. what's on the horizon? I guess then I know and um, you know you guys like launched like a website and an app and stuff yeah. that seems to be helping a lot of people out as well, which is which is really cool. Uh, I know the exams and stuff are like evolving. Uh, what yeah. are you hoping to kind of I guess give back to the community over the next few years with this project? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess we'll I guess we'll take it back a step. Um, yeah. Say like it's not a not to plug or anything, but just to give a quick background. Yeah. Uh, so in second year. We were, I, mean, I guess it means he were gunning in a way to like not uh, so we come back to Canada and practice ASAP. Yeah. 
we were looking at resources, kind of looking at the document you sent us, and we just found that there was a gap in in the resources that were available to students. And so Z actually remembers the story. He was just telling me right now. I don't remember the specific <laughs> setting. We were in the um if anyone's from Melbourne, we were in the in the grad house nice. in the Mac computer lab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were just kind of just talking and shooting some ideas and we kind of both had this same idea um, yeah. of helping students, of, help, of making a resource to help students come back to Canada and practice. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, something that we've been working on for two, two to three years throughout dental school, um, sort of like a side hustle, but we took it quite seriously. Um, and so we, we did our kind of research about the test and um, yeah. what the test entails, um, questions that are being asked on the test, topics that are heavily asked. Um, and we formulated a website that gives you a supplement to the information that you might already have, helps yeah. test your knowledge. Um, and yeah, yeah, essentially, Z, if you want to yeah. add anything. Yeah, it's like it's pretty, it's pretty much it. So like uh, once we met like in that computer lab, like we pretty much had the same kind of thoughts, right, of, uh, of what we wanted to do because we – um, we wanted to have that kind of platform. There's quite a few resources, especially for the American um, uh, boards, but not as yeah. much for the uh, for the tailored for the Canadian ones. And uh, I know we have the the exam bank, which is uh, which is pretty awesome as well. Uh, that we have that resource. If we didn't, if we didn't, it would be a whole other ballgame. But uh, so. What, like we both had the same like ideas we we're like you know what let's do it like uh, we're we're gonna study for the exam and we're just gonna study like 10 times more uh just because we're building this and yeah uh we just ended up like going through all four thousand questions categorizing them and you know seeing the questions that are repeated the most and um building like a database from there and then um, making our own questions and having like explanations with references uh, so that it's like secure. So it's not our opinion. Um, and then, yeah. So at the end of the day, we just wanted to like, you know what, have a resource out there for, for the people um, so that, you know, after we're gone, it's um, something, something out there. So some sort of resource as well for, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We tried to try to make, there's other, like, I guess, tools out there but there's nothing that's like really online so we were studying in australia there's courses in toronto and stuff and yeah. around canada we couldn't really attend those some of them are quite expensive so we wanted to just make something that was affordable to students and accessible um, there's different features on the website so you can compare yourself to other students so at least you can gauge kind of see how you're doing yeah yeah and then that was kind of our baby that's how it that's how it grew and that's how it was born that's awesome <laughs> And what's yeah? So it's, yeah. is it uh, is dentist2b.com? Is that the website? Yeah, yeah. dentist2b.com. Yeah. And I think you guys are being a little bit humble with it. I think it's a huge undertaking because you you know I know there's like some maybe less than credible like sources where people just like rip off questions. You guys actually like sat there and made your own questions with references and stuff. So I think that's a huge, definitely a huge undertaking and a huge project that you guys took on during dental school. So definitely really respectable. So uh, I hope. Uh, I hope the uh, dentist to be takes off, and I, I know I've heard I've heard great things from you guys from the first cohort to go through and use it. So hopefully it continues to evolve and uh, expand as well with time, which is uh, exciting for you guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. So what's the plan then? I, I know uh, obviously it's tough right now because you're not working with everything going on with the uh, coronavirus <laughs> and all that. Yeah, I know you guys are you know. One of the reasons we all like kind of connected and have stayed in touch over these years is you know shared 
mindset of like trying to, you know, be, you know, growth yeah. mindset and trying to like take on projects and is a plan to work for a few years and, you know, like look into practice ownership or maybe like just focusing more for the first few years on clinical growth and like just either going to specialize or taking like these like, you know, set in place continuums to like improve your clinical skills. What kind of strategy have you guys kind of thought out for yourselves for the next few years? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. Cause we always, me and Ricky, like we talk like a few like times a week and we, we always bring that question up. Yeah. Um, we uh did a lot of personally ideas like for myself other. yeah we have we have a lot of ideas but uh for myself like i think i would would love to transition to practice ownership as um as as soon as possible but that being said i don't want to compromise it has to be done in the right way um mm. i do not want to uh compromise my clinical uh skills in any way or form the same time i'd much rather be at a point where if i'm as a practice owner i'd i would, uh, would like to be prepared to run my practice and not let my practice run me you know what i mean yeah. so depending on when i reach that point that's when i would uh, like to uh, uh plunge as well yeah 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 i guess yeah for me like i always had this idea of buying as many clinics as i could <laughs> <laughs> that was my thoughts thought thought process in dental school yeah and then once you come out i guess a lot of stuff changes it could be for the better you kind of see things from a different perspective yeah so i've i was I always tell z like i was call him every other every other day and tell him my new idea <laughs> so i've thought about specializing going back to school yeah. Yeah. but i think for now i've settled on very similar to z kind of working for maybe a year or two if the right opportunity comes buy in mm -hmm. yeah and i just have this idea in my head that i want to kind of live kind of like a muskoka area have yeah. a practice in that kind of area and oh, yeah, nice. work four days a week and be happy and yeah it's kind of a lot different from what i was gunning for in dental school and i guess yeah. for people that don't know where muskoka is it's kind of like a kind of like a country yeah cottage country cottage, cottage country yeah. kind of thing <laughs> That's interesting. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, we'll see. I know, right? He uh, he he changed quite a bit. <laughs> he's done a, he's done a bit of a I, It's yeah. funny, man, because you know, I was the same way. Like during dental school, I was like, you know, on all these like dental business podcasts, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna graduate yeah. and buy a practice and then buy a second and a third, and then you're like, life priorities kind of change. Yeah. Like stuff comes up, and you're like, do I need yeah. all that stress? Like, uh, yeah, do I need true. like yeah. how like um, if I can have a comfortable lifestyle and like you know still be like not financially stressed like maybe that's just like a better all-around way of like living exactly but i think that was that could still evolve right maybe like as you're oh for sure as, as you get older if you have kids and stuff and you're like oh, i want to provide different things and like so i think it, it it's nice that it's a fluid situation and not like a fixed thing of like this is the only way to do it so yeah like and, yeah, and yeah. like you know what like yeah like at the end of the day i think like like me and ricky like we both know like i i love being a clinician i like i love I love the dentistry. I'm very passionate about it. And um, like, as long as that comes first, right. And um, you learn more and, and uh, you just take it from there. Like the business will come. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. What, uh, what would you specialize in Ricky? Far to go back. I think ortho. Ortho. Nice. Yeah. You, st you still can. Yeah. I still can. I what know. are the options? Have I'm you looked into about it? it? Have you looked into like uh, where have... it's possible? Yeah, I've been looking at like mostly American schools, but it's just, there's a lot of, I guess, life situations. Like we, I have my, my girlfriend's in Australia. She's almost on dental school. Yeah. We've been doing long distance for a while. And so 
that's a thing. Then there's the financial aspect. I was yeah. hoping to make a bit of money for this year, but and kind of see where that takes me. Yeah, save up some money. But yeah, we're this thing came up. But honestly, you got to look at things positively. As an associate, I think this hits a lot less harder than people that have clinics. Yeah, and course. I think there's potential for possibilities. Um, once maybe this is all over, I think I have kind of a idea that maybe owners, multi-practice owners will kind of rethink their strategy and uh, may, may present opportunities for associates. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like over. the after effects of all this, what happens within the industry and things like that. So um, exactly. in Australia as well, like all, a lot of these corporate practices are like big corporates are like really hurting, especially on the mm-hmm. stock market. Like their, their uh, yeah. stocks are tanking a little bit. So yeah. it's interesting to see like how they cope with it. Cause they're, they're no, pretty definitely. leveraged, right? Like if you have like, if you're operating like, like seven or eight practices, like it's a lot of overhead. And if the money stops all of a sudden with something like this, that's like unforeseeable and it's tough to kind of maintain that expense. Right. Of course. Yeah. Off, so. It's tough. It's really tough. Interesting ortho. Yeah. I wouldn't have, uh, is it just I for, wouldn't like, have, <laughs> for the money? Like, I wouldn't have imagined. Do you actually either. like moving teeth? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the thing, see, the thing is like, we like, I think every, like most people in dental school, you don't really get exposed to ortho. Yeah. Like, it's not like endo or pros or, but I've just been shadowing a few orthodontists and it just, I guess I like the interaction interaction with kids. Like the kids are coming in happy. Um, yeah. That's a it's a good thing. vibe all around at the clinic. You got like the, you don't have like the segregated rooms and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. thought it would be, seems like it would be kind of interesting, but yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> is uh, is Canada an option or not really? They don't really take like for international grads and things. Cuz I know for like Max Facts like, they do they do as well but it's just so comparative, right? They do. Different, yeah. Exactly. Like you just have so many more options in the states. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh it's not something I'm going to look into kind of this year maybe in the future, I think yeah. for now. It doesn't hurt. A lot of people work for a few years and yeah. then go into it. So yeah, yeah, more exactly. the Australian. I know it's not the North American way, but it's more the Australian way, I guess. Work for like yeah. people. People work for like seven, eight years and then go specialize. Yeah, it's like yeah, pretty normal. True. So because yeah. they're forced to, I guess, as well. They got to wait three years. I think it's like two, three years. Yeah, whereas in in North America, it's like straight from dental school into like postgrad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Any any thoughts on specializing at all, or not really? If I. If I were to specialize, it would be uh, like a surgical pros program. Yeah. So um, that'll be in the States probably. At this point in time, um, I'm just happy with the general dentistry. Just, uh, but but if I if I would ever to specialize, I love pros. And yeah, that that would be my direction if I ever if, if I ever do. But for now, I've got no uh, no plans to do so. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I think just it. the amount of CE out there is like so it's crazy. Yeah. And if we were just talking about this, like you feel like you kind of know nothing, and there's all the stuff that you want to do, but there's oh yeah, little time oh and, and little money well. as well. It's just <laughs> oh my exactly. god, exactly. And do you have like it's just a, crazy that there's, like there's a, so many options? Yeah. Do you have like a CE <laughs> wish list for like the next year or so? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I've already like yeah. I've already like t- like taking like quite a bit of CE. Uh, uh, I think both of us. Um, yeah, it's expensive too. Like I think me and Ricky we've been on Spear for a while. I love Spear. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a great platform. In fact, that it's online. That's awesome. But uh, there's a uh, quite a bit of, quite a bit of CE to take, and there's so many so many things to learn. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely a wish list. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I'm I'm focusing my first year on I think basics, endo, restorative. Next year maybe take the Timax course, the the one year implant course. Yeah. And yeah. then I also want to take a, a comprehensive ortho course as well if if I don't choose like to specialize. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it might even be yeah. even if you do end up doing it eventually it might be a good thing just to start with and then kind of go from there and like exactly get some experience with it. Yeah. What what kind of CE would you recommend? I like Ricky's approach of like just focus on the basics for the first year out. Just trying to get like that single tooth dentistry like really down pat. Yeah. Be it extraction or be it endo or even like some pros and restorative. And then I think yeah. then you'll notice pretty quickly that you kind of get not bored necessarily, but you you want to expand your scope. So I think that's when like the bigger continuums yeah. are more useful, like in terms of like soft tissue and like uh, full mouth rehabs and occlusion and things yeah. like that. Because then you, when, once you diagnose, like once you can diagnose the full mouth situation, it just changes like how you approach even like the single tooth thing. So I think yeah. you'll, you'll come to enjoy that. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think one thing I want to throw in there about CE, if you're in dental school, try and get as much CE as you can. Oh, um, for sure. You can kind of use your you can kind of use your dental student label as sometimes in in to get you into courses. Yeah, uh, we've been pretty for lucky free with that. or for like discounted, heavily discounted. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh exactly. my god, like me, yeah, like me and Ricky, we got like so many like yeah, we got in so many courses, uh, and I think most most dental students as well there are discounts for them, right? Like yeah. it says, like it's yeah. either heavily, it's either free or heavily subsidized. So yeah. um, I think- Or even just reach out, just yeah. reach out. There's nothing, yeah. if you get it, if you get a no, that's okay. There's yeah, nothing wrong for with sure. that. I think that's like something you guys are really <laughs> good at. That's yeah. really impressive to get into like much of these courses. So I think having having the the confidence just to like reach out is like a huge thing a lot of people don't do. So and definitely a great tip. We got to meet some cool people. And how's it back? Like, how's it, how'd you guys find being back in Canada? Now, obviously I, I went through that same situation where I I had a good network here and then I moved back and I was like, Oh, like, I don't really know anyone. You know, you don't have any, like, at least you guys have each other, I guess, in a sense, which is nice, but have you been able to connect with like a local community in terms of like, uh, the societies and study clubs and things like that? It's funny. Like, I think like if, if we bring it back to uh, like back to, you know, not being afraid of being shut down and just, you know, building connections and stuff. For me and Ricky, that's what helps us as well. So in between second year and third year, in between third year and fourth year in the summer breaks, whenever we're here in Canada, we'd, uh, we'd both kind of like try and make, you know, go and meet people and mm-hmm. uh, build our connection base that way. It's definitely nothing compared to Australia because we're there all the time. But yeah. uh, I think, um, I think uh, speaking for myself and I know for Ricky as well, that, that has helped quite a bit into sort of integrating into the, into the community as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's huge. And yeah. and in terms of you know podcasting and things, I think we were t- chatting a bit before, and you guys were yeah. showing a little bit of interest in perhaps doing a few interviews. Yeah. So, I think the idea would hopefully be to like have you guys do a couple episodes and interview some of the people who you want to interview and influencers and things like that that you want to get to know a little bit better. So hopefully things go to plan, and we can get you guys to host a few episodes uh, over the next you know few weeks, few months, and and see where that goes for you guys as well. I think for me personally, like podcasting has been like a really cool cool tool right because you get to talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. that you have specific questions for it's kind of like free cpd in a way and at the same time you can put it out there so other people can kind of benefit from it as well so it's really like a win-win kind of situation so i'm excited to mm-hmm. see how you guys how you i guess develop your own voice and develop your own interview styles and how you kind of get the most out of these people that you chat to it should be exciting 
yeah i'm pretty excited like mm-hmm. this is kind of what like this show actually is what got me into podcasts yeah um, i think it was maybe in our second year that you started it or yeah. might have been around there and it's kind of surreal that we're it's cool that we're on it <laughs> yeah this is pretty cool yeah so it's awesome definitely so any other uh, any other thoughts or last minute things you guys want to chat about before we wrap up well let's talk about like omid how's uh how's things in uh in this uh covid uh you know yeah. covid apocalypse how are you how are you holding up so i mean i got really lucky i guess in a way because so i mean, i was been working private practice for the last you know three or four years that i've been since dental school and last year i was kind of getting a little bit I guess bored of like just general practice and I want to kind of just get a bit of a change of scenery and, and just like kind of challenge myself again. So I decided to apply for like an oral surgery. It's like an OMFS one year resident job here at the dental hospital in Melbourne in the city. And at the time it was a bit, you know, one of the main reasons I was a bit like, you know, off put by doing it was like the financial hit because it's like public wages and it's like a massive pay cut to like what you would be doing in a, in a private setting. So uh, I decided, you know what, it's, it's worth the sacrifice and income for the year. Let me just take this job. So I guess I went into it with like good intentions, but now that, you know, all this COVID stuff's going on, all my friends in private are not working or like their income's like yeah. gone flat line to zero. And at least luckily in the public sector, we still have our incomes and things coming. Right. So from, the, from the financial side of things, I guess it actually worked out decently well. Yeah. The, yeah. the job itself was really good. I found in private practice, it's very easy to... And I guess it depends what's going on in life and like other things. If you have other projects or other life things going on, it's very easy, especially in dentistry, I find to kind of like coast on the job. Uh, so yeah. it's like very quickly, you can start to kind of stop taking on harder cases or stop really pushing like massive treatment plans onto patients because you can really easily just like turn that dial up and down. I thought, so I, I found myself after like maybe like a year and a half, two years ago, being like really motivated and getting all these like big full, like, you know, veneers and crowns and, you kind of eased off on that because I was like busier with like other things in life. So I was a bit stagnant, a big st- feeling a bit stale. So started the dental hospital job and right away, like you're right into the thick of it. The unit would see like 60, 70 patients a day. Right. A lot of consults, a lot of post-ops, a lot of pathology and procedures too. So we do like a set of eights, like in the morning, a set of eights in the afternoon type thing. So a really good hands-on. And it's like a unique experience because you're, in the room with like a OMFS like consultant. Yeah. Um, they're doing one side, you're doing one side. So you kind of get in like daily hands-on CPD with like a max fax, which is like nowhere That's else. Incredible. Anywhere. You can't replicate yeah, that incredible. anywhere else. So, no, no. Mm-hmm. so that was all fun and games, but after, I don't know, like six weeks into it, like this, the COVID situation hit. So now we're essentially yeah. <laughs> as of like emergency a week and a half ago, we stopped all electives. So like no yeah. more like prophylactic aids and stuff. So, yeah. so we're pretty much doing not much at the moment. And uh, as of next week, the dental hospital is gone. Like, you know, things are escalating in Australia in terms of like criteria of severity and things. So yeah. we're transitioning yeah. to like, it's called like a category four, I guess is like pure emergencies only. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of reassigned. The residents have been reassigned to like screening and doing triage for patients for the whole for right. the hospital. So we're going to be like down, like on the ground floor where the, the hospital, like what you guys know. So right. uh, we're going to be in action, like in a student common room. And that's like the new waiting area. So <laughs> Actually, they're oh, shutting wow. down. The, the whole hospital is closed. The only department that's open is the fourth floor oral surgery um, because there's individual rooms. Right. So the primary care doctors are coming, the dentists are coming upstairs. So first floor is closed as well. 
So they're gonna wow. they're gonna take over three rooms. All my fest is gonna have three rooms, and that's mm. gonna be the whole hospital for the next foreseeable future. So uh, definitely some interesting times coming up. Yeah, back that's... to the old stomping grounds. Back in the old stomping grounds. Yeah, it's yeah. it was fun. <laughs> it was definitely fun for the first uh, couple of weeks. Just yeah. even going like toothpicks and like they're still there, like getting coffee yeah. and uh, seeing the dental students, seeing some of the faculty <laughs> and stuff. And I ran into Margaret Stacy in the elevator. That was interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was you should ask her if if, uh, if saliva tests are plaque index is their emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So a lot of people are. It's tough times, man. It's economically, it it's going to be a tough time for a few months. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, luckily, we we got jobs and savings and things like that. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not too long. Hopefully, in a few months, things go back to normal, and you guys can get back to work, and we can get back to work, and things can just kind of keep churning along. But definitely, uh, definitely a tough period right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, and definitely. like I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It's just uh, you know uh, we're all taking it in a positive note, right? And uh, and uh, try and learn as much as possible, and you know grow as much as possible, and uh, we'll we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get back. It's yeah. good. I think. Yeah, so like I said, the online CPD is like the perfect time for it now, right? You're home all day. Yeah, I know, right? Instead exactly. of uh, getting on FIFA and like, call. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few hours of CPD as well. Yeah. It's been awesome. <laughs> I've enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Actually, we, I think we're, uh, they've split us into teams. So I think our schedule is like one week on, one week off. So that's that awesome, if one man. team gets gets uh, you know infected, the other team can kind of step in. So so not the whole units wiped out. So I think I'll have I have uh, work next week, but I'll have the following week off. So it'll be nice to kind of catch up on these projects and things as well. Of course, awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff, guys. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Anything else? Any other questions or anything else you guys want to chat about? I guess like since we haven't had too much clinical experience, we can kind of give a little, maybe a little bit of guidance for the dental students that are kind of coming out. I know yeah. it's probably, it's probably even a tough, tough time for them as well. Yeah. Not knowing if they're going to go back to school, if school's going to get deferred and whatnot. But yeah. um, I think just try and take every opportunity, um, meet as many people shadow specialists you have access to them learn as much as you can from them um and kind of z kind of what z was saying i kind of made it my goal to never make a resume and i still haven't made one which is good i'm sure i'll have to make one in the future (laughs) go in during your summers or your breaks and just literally talk to to practice owners that's how i got my jobs um i think it's the best way the ones that are being posted usually um, they're usually not the best of jobs. You can get lucky, I guess, but it's yeah. it's better to have the connection and get a job that way. Um, that way you see the practice and kind of shadow the practice before you take the job as well. Yeah, be too. So go Scope in. Exactly. Go in on a few different days um, because you may go in on a busy day or a slow day. So go in on a few days, get to know the other associates, staff, yeah. um, get to know them and see if it fits you. Don't take the first job that you get and yeah. then with my the jobs I got, the ones that I thought were going to be awesome didn't turn out to be the best. The ones that I thought weren't going to be the best turned out to be pretty good. So mm-hmm. keep an open mind, I think. Um, yeah, and just go from there and and just yeah, do your thing and see how it goes. We don't have that much experience yet, so we'll see. It's <laughs> that's I've I've never heard that resume thing. That's then. that's awesome. I really like but, that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's awesome. There, I think. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly exactly yeah. that. Like like me and like me and Ricky, we haven't. Uh, like yeah, we whenever whenever use our resume. So it's yeah. uh I think it's like it's all about, you know, building building connections and, and uh meeting people, being out of school anyways, right? It's uh 
Um, I mean, that certificate of dental school, the only thing it proves, right, is that you're competent to, yeah. to do dentistry, right? So um, at the end of the day, it's all up to the personal skills, right? How how well you can, you know, communicate the, if you're a good fit with the practice. And you can only do that by like meeting people and shadowing and, and uh, yeah, so no, it's... Uh, Another tip, I think, if for like, I guess maybe for interviews, what I did was after like rotations, after like a, a clinical day, I would, I would go into like the nearest dental office, even though I knew I wasn't going to work in Australia. Mm-hmm. I would just go into the nearest dental office and ask for the, um, I guess, the, the boss or the, principal the head dentist, head yeah. dentist principal dentist, um, and just go in and chat with them. And that kind of helps you prepare um, how you kind of talk with principal dentists and I don't know. It helps in that way. It's, and it's, it's awesome. Man. It's a great tip. Yeah. It didn't hurt me. Cause I knew I was never going to work there. So even if I said something, stupid, I think that also helps too, right? When you, <laughs> when you, when you approach these situations like, without the expectation of like the stress of like, I need this, uh, yeah, exactly. sometimes you're more relaxed and you actually have a better discussion and then things actually go your way in the end. So, um, exactly. That's a great tip. I never thought of that one either. Like, you know, especially in fourth year, we're kind of spread out everywhere. Like you kind of go to different parts of the town that you've like otherwise never been. Um, yeah. So to do that is like a very good, uh, good exercise for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My problem was yeah. like, it's interesting because I was even like when I moved back to Australia, I, I'd been doing podcast interviews for like a year, a year and a half. So like you get very comfortable obviously talking to people and carrying a conversation without any previous thing. But the problem was I'm so used to asking questions. So I'd be in interviews and I'd be like interviewing them instead of like the other way around. So it was, it was a very uh, weird interview situation. They're like, who's interviewing you? Who here? Like, <laughs> I think that's fine though. I think, I yeah. think that's a big part of it. I think interviewing yeah. them as well. It's, it's an interview for them as much as it is, is for yeah, you. So for sure. It's, yeah. you're, go, you're going into a marriage pretty much, so you might yeah. as well. That's good, man. I'm, excited to, I'm excited to hear you guys and have you guys interview people because I think like we talked about the three of us you know, before jumping on is you guys have your own fresh perspective and maybe like, you know, even though I'm, I haven't been out for that long, my perspective on things has definitely changed and mm-hmm. has matured, I guess, compared to you guys coming into a fresh with like a fresh set of mm-hmm. eyes. So I think it'll be a really good value for the listeners to like get a fresh perspective of new grads coming into the job force and what they did and what they're doing now. So I'm excited to hear what you guys kind of put out there as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm super yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got your fancy mics and everything set up too. So it should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when we got on, when we got on, I don't know why this, this went through my head that 13 reasons why that show. Oh yeah. Um, when, when Hannah Baker says uh, we're live and ready to go or something, I just <laughs> I thought of that. <laughs> I have no idea why, but just flashed through my mind. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm actually, it was kind of, it's kind of nerve wracking, but it's been good. Yeah, I think you guys, have, you guys have done really well. So I think <laughs> I think you both have a good voice for it as well. So I think you'll, like I said, you have to you'll develop your own cadence and your own style of doing it. And I think it'll 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 get better after you do a few episodes and just kind of get more relaxed with it. Yeah, super excited. Nice. If anyone yeah. wants to get on, shoot us a DM. <laughs> yeah, you know where to find us. <laughs> yeah, we'll tag you guys on Instagram as well, and we'll kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys yeah. thanks for thanks for coming on and i'm excited to kind of start this little project with you guys and hope we'll see how things kind of evolve i was always, always told you guys i was a bit envious of your cohort and like not having a similar group of like blind-minded <laughs> people in my year so um, i think it's really cool that you guys have each other and uh, have stuck together and done these projects <laughs> i think it bodes well for the future as well i think you guys can do a lot of great things so i'm excited to see where things go for you guys <laughs> thanks, thanks so much hopefully well, well this is a good collaboration for all of us 
first, yeah, first collaboration. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. there's more. Hopefully, hopefully when we get back to Canada, get Canada side, we'll do some cool things. <laughs> yeah, there yeah as well. I'll, I'll get yeah. it going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty excited. <laughs> Thanks for having Thanks, us, Omid. Thank Take you. Care. Thanks a lot. See ya.